Welcome to One Hit Wonderful, the podcast where we're going over all those amazing reality shows that only had one season. I'm your host, Frank Pezzanite III. And I'm Meredith Broadbeck. And join us as we delve even deeper, actually so deep that we're finishing today on our series on Pretty Wild. Today we're going to be discussing the finale, episode nine, and so it is. What a perfect title. Um, and yeah, it is a perfect title. Um, so I only have a teeny bit of Twitter house cleaning. Um, Taylor Sleazy T uh, tweeted us and said, thanks so much for having me on your special guest. I'm currently listening, cringing for all my interruptions. Taylor, you are amazing. Thank you so much. And, um, I want to apologize. It took me a little bit longer than I originally anticipated to post, um, the links I said I would post on Twitter to Taylor's, um, fundraiser for her family friend that was killed in the Cubby Bryant helicopter crash. And um, the article about the officer from the Pretty Wild case. But I did post both of them a couple days ago, so they're up on Twitter for you guys. Um, And then Taylor um, tweeted us this hysterical video. Did you see it? um... (laughs) It's really funny. Um, You know how people were doing um, the gay rights videos? Like, a lot of celebrities did them, and it was, like, gay, gay rights. But um, this cheerleader team did one, um, or this gymnastics team, UCLA gymnastics team, and it was absolutely hysterical. And the best line ever was, take off on gay, split on rights. Like, it was pretty <laughs> funny. So, <laughs> thank you for that, Taylor. And I it's on. I, I retweeted it. Okay. Um, oh, no, I didn't. I'll, I'll retweet it right now. Um, and then um, Heather... Um, alerted us to the fact that on Celebrity Family Feud, which is one of my favorite shows, um, and last year it premiered in June, which Heather said, uh, The Hills is going to be on. So it's going to be Spencer, Heidi, Frankie, Audrina, and Whitney. Oh, I like that. Yeah, so we're going to have to keep our eyes peeled for that, guys. Um, And then Chris M. at Mass C1 tweeted us um, about The Hills reunion on Very Cavallari. I unfortunately haven't had a chance to watch it yet because I've been so busy. It was just on a couple days ago. Um, I hope you guys did it, or if you haven't yet, definitely watch it. So um, Heidi, Audrina, and... Um, is they it? go to visit Kristen. But it's Heidi, Audrina, and Whitney? No, I think it's oh, just... It was just Heidi and Audrina? I think so. Um, yeah, they go to visit Kristen, and so that'll be really cute. And then Heather wishes a happy Valentine's Day. Oh, So I breezed by Very Cavallari, and I used to really like that show. I liked season one, season two, I liked less so. And then I just had no desire to go back for this new one, and I'm not sure why. And I breezed by it the other night when they were on, and Kristen was just... You know, standing in her big mansion, talking to her husband about how close she and Heidi and Audrina are. And I was just like, oh, I don't, I'm not ready to take this on. Um, I'm super excited. I just didn't want, this is going to sound so stupid, but I got home from the gym really late last night and had to watch Project One Way first. And then I went to go watch it and I was like, I'm kind of tired. And if I watch it, it's going to get me all amped up and I won't be able to go to sleep. So I will probably, I will definitely watch it at some point this weekend. And it's not that I don't believe her. I was just kind of like not in the mood. She talked about how Heidi was even on episodes of Laguna Beach, which is true. And like, you know, they do go way back. They've known each other since Kristen was 18. And I think they are friends. I believe Kristen has been on their podcast. She has. yeah. Yeah. So... Audrina is the one that I'm kind of like... That one, yeah. That one seems a little iffy to me. But Heidi, I believe. Yeah, but I think it's also... <laughs> I'm just such an asshole. And I was like, oh, Cavallari's not getting the numbers that it used to, and now we're we're calling in favors. Is that what's happening? Well, I'm sure it's also a cross-promotion for when the Hills comes back. So, right. Yeah. Well, the best part of Very Cavallari was her and her best friend, and now they've had a falling out, I guess. Oh, really? Because I only watched season... I watched season one, I watched a little bit of season two, and then I gave up. So her friend Kelly, the really funny one... Yeah. You know, the the reason the show is entertaining, they're not friends. Oh, I wonder what happened. 
something to do with Jay. Like there was a rumor that Kelly tried to bang Jay or I don't know. I feel like that's probably Jay's fault and not Kelly's fault and she's getting blamed for it. But, so, okay. I will be honest, that's part of why I gave up the show. The dynamics between Kristen and Jay, as funny as they can be, I was just like, I don't want to watch someone grin and bear it through their marriage week after week. Like, I just don't need that. <gasps> Speaking of which, sidebar, have you listened to Bitch Sesh yet? Yes, I did. Okay, if you guys haven't listened to Bitch Sesh or you don't listen to Bitch Sesh, you need to go listen to it because they dropped a really big, well, I'll just say it in case you guys don't listen. Um, Brian Moylan, who is a one degree separation um, friends of this podcast because he's from DC and worked at the 930 Club and he's very very good friends with my friend Andy um, I didn't know that oh yeah okay yeah he's from DC oh fun well not from DC but he uh, lived I think he went to college here and he worked at the 930 for years but yeah he and my friend Andy are like besties oh fun um, but he was on Bitch Sesh. Uh, he's the one that wrote the Erica Jane book, and he's writing a book about the housewives, and he's the official housewives historian and does the vulture recaps, in case you don't know who he is. But um, he lives in London now, and one of his friends there, she's a housewife fan as well, because um, I guess they're hard to find in London, um, informed him that PK is staying in her very good friend's guest house currently because PK and Dorit are getting divorced. Yeah. I didn't see that coming. I'm not going to lie. I did not see it coming either. And I'm going to be really curious to see, like, the theory is that they're holding off to announce it until after the season's over because they've already filmed the season. It's going to start airing soon. Um, so I'll be curious to see if, if, like, the end of summer, if we get a, a Dorit and PK divorce announcement or separation. I mean, I don't blame her given the financial position he's put them in, but I'm surprised anyway. Like, I'm surprised by their acting. Yeah, she did. I mean, more, well, she. he said she left him. Yeah. For yeah. sure. So I don't know if he was acting, but I'm very shocked by her, her acting. Her acting. Yeah. 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 Good one. Oh, also, which this is another dumb kind of dumb sidebar, but um, in terms of acting ability and how fake some of these shows are, um, I feel like we can talk about this because I think it's going to take us three seconds to take a, talk about this episode. It was very short. True. Um, uh, I'm assuming you watched the most recent Vanderpump, the Pride episode. Unfortunately, yes, I okay. did. Okay. So <laughs> did you see the, and of course we all saw the, the, conversation with um dana and sheena when sheena's like sucking on her inhaler and whatever yeah well did you see in the sup facebook group i think it was in sup um that this person had been at pride was there and had video from the event and she's like i posted this last year when it happened but there was no context and we didn't know what was going on but now i know i'm gonna post it again and it was sheena dancing on the bar in her little you know bikini thing with dana yeah. Laughing, joking, hanging all over each other. Like, of course. fucking fake, man. I'm getting fed up with that show. I mean, talking about, like, Kristen and Jay, same with Vanderpump. Like, I don't want to watch people getting married and buying houses. Like, that's yeah. my life. I want to watch you, like, screaming, drinking, fighting, buying stuff I can't afford. Like, that's why I watch television. I don't want to watch my life. I will say, though, that <laughs> someone on, I think it was on the subgroup, it was one of my groups, um, said one of the funniest things I've ever seen, that they thought that... Um, not Dana, but the girl who's the manager that was Danica. Like Danica, the same person, but not as looks pretty. like the love child of I think it was Kim Zolciak and Steve Buscemi, and 100%. I was one hundred percent, one hundred percent, she does. Not a good face combo. Those two, no, no. It's been it's been a snooze for me. Yeah, and shockingly, we're just going off on a real tangent now. One eighty on Summer House. Well, I I was always there. 
I did I, not need to 180. I hated the work as twins. I didn't particularly like Steven. I thought the first two seasons were rough. Oh, I hated the work as twins and Steven too, but I'm still all in. But it's getting really good. And so better and better. I thought last season was great because I love Hannah and Paige and Amanda. Mm-hmm. And this season, I'm all in. All in. Yeah. That's the highlight of my Bravo week right now. It's very unsettling um, to watch Amanda. Mar- like, I just can't get over how much. Um, What's his face and her father look alike? He also is... He's turning into a bit of a Jax. Like, he's just complaining about the way she is. And it's like, why did you think an engagement ring would change how she is as a human being? Well, but they hadn't moved in together yet, had they? I thought they got engaged and then moved in together. I think that's the problem, is the living together. I don't think it was the engagement. Well, I don't really feel bad for him anyway. I don't feel bad for him because he's a cheating gross person. Kyle. I don't feel yeah. bad for him because he's a cheating gross person. But um, I, I'm i kind of on his side about the mess. But he didn't know she was messy in her own apartment after dating for how many years? Oh, I bet not because I guarantee you that she lived in a shithole. And I bet he never went to her apartment ever. Probably. I'm sure know. she was always at his place. I mean, I agree. I'm not a messy person. I just think he's been kind of a dick to her and I'm over it. I was so here for it, though, when she sat down with her glass of wine and turned on Bravo. Me too. It's like, like, oh, I'm here for it. (laughs) Okay. Um, All right, yes, let's talk about the show we're here to talk about. Um, Okay, so... Well, are you done with Oh, I'm sorry, no, no, I'm sorry, I forgot about Wildfile. No, I'm done with Twitter, yes. Okay, so as promised, the last Wildfile, pretty wild adjacent, but actually one of the better Wildfiles, is the handsome Tosh Berman. Oh, I can't wait to hear about this. Okay. Toko Madera! Correct. So, Tosh Berman, as we suspected, is a little bit older. So, he's even older than I am. And he grew up in Santa Barbara. And then he went to boarding school in Colorado. And then went to college at University of Colorado Boulder. He was on the U.S. national ski team. Of course. But a back injury prevented him from doing anything competitive. So then he decided to do his last semester of high school. So this back before college in Israel. Um, And so he went to Hebrew University in journalism for his first undergraduate degree. So he got one and then went back to Colorado. So he opened his first restaurant actually in Denver um, when he was, he said 23 or 24, but I'm trying to think of what year it was. I think he was 24 when I'm doing the math because I believe he was born around 1980. Okay. Um, So he opened like a Mexican-inspired taco bar, I guess, and he called it the Donkey Den in Denver. Okay. So... Like after donkey shows in Mexico? Well, funny you should mention that. So (laughs) here's an article from, let's see, the Denver Post in 2005. People started protesting his Mexican taco (laughs) bar because of the sexual slurs and all of the like racist things on the menu, like donkey punch cocktails and like all that kind of stuff. So let's see. Wait, Um, what racist stuff? Um, I feel like there's some in there. Maybe it's okay. There was a donkey punch burger, homemade donkey fries, like ho made like ho dash made um well i mean it's kind of racist to if you're opening a quote-unquote authentic mexican taco bar to you know do offensive shit not overtly racist but backhandedly so yeah i guess um they sold donkey punch (laughs) t-shirts and um 
So one person just said, I would like to see the Donkey Den change their name. Um, so. Like, because to me, it's sexually inappropriate. But, but again, I'm not Mexican, so right. I don't have a right to speak as to whether or not it's... Right. So Donkey Den owner Tosh Berman said he doesn't understand what the fuss is about. He said the name Donkey Den was derived from a favorite taco stand in Cabo San Lucas that no longer exists. I've been to Tijuana many times and I've never seen or heard of a donkey show, said Lies Berman. and allegations. Lies. I've seen a donkey show and I've been to Tijuana. Correct. So he was 26 when this came out in 2005. So around 1980. Um, anyone who comes down to the donkey den will immediately see there are no sexual innuendos. Um, the <laughs> fact that you have something called the donkey punch cocktail begs to differ. Right. Um, but visits to the restaurant are what spurred activists to post anti-donkey den messages on the internet before organizing protests and a boycott. They say the donkey punch burger, the restaurant's boxing donkey logo, and the establishment's tagline, Tijuana ain't in Mexico no more, are all offensive. <laughs> Um, yes. So anyway, he eventually moves back to California. Well, actually he went to Mexico. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Went to Mexico and that's where he got into more like restaurant and nightclubs and probably did work with, um, Javi at a nightclub. And I believe the nightclub that he worked at, hold on, let me pull up his, we have many bios for Tosh, to be honest. He was pretty easy. I just don't have them well organized and I apologize for that. Um, cake. Okay. Um, have you heard of that? Mm-mm. Okay. Um, cake nightclub, Toca Madera, cake, and AV nightclub. Have you heard of that? It sounds a little familiar, but. Yeah. Um, so anyway, he did a lot of nightclub stuff in Mexico and then eventually went back to LA. And in 2013 is when he and a buddy did the Madera group. And so now they've like grown and expanded. There's going to be like, you know, Toca Madera, Dubai or something like that. Like they're okay. everywhere. They also started Tokaya Organica, which has 15 locations already, which fresh, fresh casual eatery, gluten-free vegetarian and vegan options. Um, there's going to be a Toca Madera in Scottsdale, Dubai. And... Scottsdale? Yeah. It's fancy, I guess. Um, so as we all know, very successful, doing just fine, super hot, like even hotter than he was on the show by a landslide. He's also really into Burning Man. Of course. Of course. And he posts a lot of pictures with this very pretty, very artificially chested looking woman. And they've gone to Burning Man together. There are many of photos of them looking like steampunks or whatever, burners, whatever you want to call them. Burners. Yeah. And so I decided to look up his girlfriend because she's almost like so pretty. She can't just be a normal person. Like she had to be a model or something. Well, Miss Lorena Taverna, Tavera, Tavera, is a former Miss El Paso, Texas. Okay. And she went for the state title and didn't win. But she had quite an interesting tidbit about herself. And here is the headline. Nope, nope. Damn it. Fuck. Sorry, guys. Um... <laughs> it really cracked me up. And that's what I was t- texting you. Miss El Paso, USA, Lorena Tavera arrested for shoplifting. 
<laughs> so she was arrested, I believe, <laughs> while she had the crown of Miss El Paso. Oh, no, former Miss El Paso. So sorry. So she won in 2008. And then three years later, she was arrested <laughs> for stealing a $69 top from, was it Dillard's? It's somewhere not that great. <laughs> um... Damn it. Texas beauty queen arrested for shoplifting. Dillard's. Yep. Arrested for shoplifting a $69 blouse from a Dillard's department store. Nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, I thought that was just a fun extra tidbit. I don't know what she's doing now. And oddly enough, her Instagram, she has a ton of followers. Like, I don't remember the exact number, but she's private. So I was like, why do you have that many followers, but you just don't allow people to see you? Um, maybe to keep out bots? I don't know. I don't know. Um, I'm also interested, because if you're private, I would imagine you're not getting sponsorships, which I thought was the whole point of having a million followers. Right. That's what I thought, too. Oh, maybe she does, like, dirty birdie stuff. So she kind of has that vibe about her. Because I think if your Instagram is private, you can post whatever. Like, I think you can post dick pics, vagina pics, whatever. Maybe. Um, let's see how many followers she has. She has 90, almost 97,000. So anyway, I thought that was pretty good for a rough cut wildfile. Like he's crushing it though. Like very hot doing the restaurant thing almost too well. Him and his dad. Ugh, yum. He's so hot. He is a hottie. And he does not. So he's, if he was born in 80, he's. 40. 40. 40 this year. He looks great. Yeah, he does look really good. I mean, I know he lives in LA and probably spends a lot of money to look that way. This is them in Aspen at Christmas. I thought her outfit was kind of a treat. Leather pants and like a <laughs> kind of a Goldie Hawn looking turquoise and silver belt. Yeah, I don't know. I, that's a very, I don't know. Yeah. I'm not here for it. Yep. So I'll try and like add some of these to our Instagram story or something in case you guys don't want to look him up. But. Yeah, I hope one of the Vanderpump ladies got at him, because why yeah. not? Yeah, well, it would be Sheena. Yeah, he's been with this um, former beauty queen for a couple years, though. No, but I think this would have been Sheena eight years ago. Yeah. And one last bit of house cleaning. In honor of our last record, and I did <gasps> And my co-host's birthday. Oh, what is this? What a beautiful bag. Oh, there's multiple things in here. I want to make sure I don't leave anything. No, there are two okay, things. There are two things. Okay. <laughs> oh my God, I'm dead. Um, so I now own a And So It Is t-shirt. <laughs> Did you have to have this custom made or was no. it online? No, I, it, it's available for purchase. Oh my God, that's hysterical. Okay, that is amazing. <gasps> oh, and an Alexis Nyers making the phone call notebook for taking notes. <laughs> I love it. Thank you so so much. You're welcome. You can buy oh, perfect. You can buy many things with Alexis's crying face on them, you guys. <laughs> I'm here for it. Oh, thank you so much. I can't wait till I'm done with this notebook and I can delve into that one. You're welcome. I want they I think they had a full t-shirt of Alexis's crying face over and over again, but that felt <laughs> that felt really intense. And I thought you have to wear a black t-shirt to work, right? Yeah. I thought that would make you laugh on yeah. a work day. It, yes, it definitely would. Yay. Thank All you. Right. I love it. Let's talk about this really odd episode finally yeah it was super super weird you guys 
It, so I said to Frank when we were done with the episode, it felt like they almost took everything they had on the cutting room floor and then put it in an episode. Yes, and they definitely also, like, super cut it to make it look like Alexis is addicted to Xanax. Yeah. False. False, yeah, false, false. very false. Yeah, we'll get to that. So the episode opens, and Alexis and Andrea are going to court because Alexis is being offered a plea deal. And so they give her big hugs. And I believe it's Gabby who says it's all in God's hands. And she's really nervous. And she says to her mom about 15 times in the car that she needs a Xanax. She's saying, I need something to calm down. I need something to calm down. And I was like, okay, well, we are now setting the stage for the rest of this episode when they make it look like she's a Xanax addict. Um, what she really needs is some more heroin to calm down. Right. Um, and I almost wonder, well, no, I guess it wouldn't make sense. Because when it first started, I thought maybe they were doing this and pushing this drug addict angle to garner sympathy for her with the court. But that's a moot point because this aired well after she was already sentenced. So that doesn't even make sense. Yeah, I know. So I don't, it's weird. Yeah. And it makes me, the whole thing makes me sad too, because they clearly just made an example out of her legally. And if she had been so bold as to say, like, I'm struggling with addiction issues, she probably would have gotten probation and rehab. Yeah. And she ended up going to rehab anyway. And so it's just kind of sad that that's how it ended up. But, but I mean, it, the, the non-sad part is that we know that everyone's fine now. Of like, course. I think if this had a different outcome, yeah. then... It... And she said that, you know, going to jail has saved her in the end. So, you know. Um, so then the plea deal, at least as Alexis explains it, is very odd. And so she says it's either six months in prison or jail and 12 months in the other. And aren't they the same thing? Well, I was very confused by this and they're not the same thing. Um, prison is federal and jail is state. Okay. So you go to federal prison right. or state jail. Okay. So prison's a little more intense. Okay. I believe, I think it can be more dangerous. I think it's a little more like there's more hardcore right. criminals in prison than in jail. Okay. Um, I, but I've never heard of, like, I said, it was very weird that they would offer her one year in one institution and six months in it. Like, that made no sense to me whatsoever. Like, none. Right. And I don't. So they offered her six months in the more intense one versus a year well, in the Well, we should have rewound it and watched it again because yeah. I wrote down one year in prison or six months in jail, which. Prison is the more intense one, so that makes absolutely no sense. You thought it was the opposite way. I have six months in prison or 12 months in jail. Which would make more sense. But, I mean, regardless, you would just take less time. Yeah, I know. I mean, like, Martha Stewart went to prison. Right. Like, I mean, she was fine. Teresa Judas went to prison. Like, they they made it out okay. Yeah. Because they're still treated differently, I think. Um, So... Anyway, that's what she's offered, and it doesn't quite make sense. And then she goes home and tells Gabby and Tess that she's going to end up going to trial. And she's very sad. And then Tess, we open with a the next scene with a confessional of Tess saying that she really wants to be there for Alexis, and she totally feels for her, but she has to move on with her career. <laughs> and interestingly, like, Tess seemed very... I mean, obviously she's was high because she'd be sick if she wasn't, but, like... Seemed very bright-eyed and bushy-tailed the whole episode, right? I mean, it was weird. She hasn't been like that since, like, the Ever. first or second episode. Yeah. I it's know. It's very strange. 
Her and Alexis changed personalities this episode. A hundred percent. So Tesco's on a casting call for Susan Holmes, who is married to one of the guys from Guns N' Roses. Duff. Thank you. And designs swimwear. And her, the name of her line is Susan Holmes Swimmer. Yeah. Like, that's the name of it. Catchy. Yeah. Um, and Tess models a silver lame bikini with feathers hanging down, like, kind of between the boobs down to the belly button. And she's wearing, as she does a little strut, um, I want to say they're like... Um, Wow, I'm really losing my words today. Patent leather, hot pink, like strappy, kind of stripper looking sandals. Oh, yeah. And they were like super high heels. Yeah. Yeah. And she also makes, you know, like friendly conversation with the other models who are sitting outside, also there for the casting call. One of them looks too old. Like she almost looks like a... She's blonde and very thin and very tall. She almost looks like a fitness model as opposed to a bikini model. And then I didn't get a good look at the other woman. And then, you know, you see this Guns N' Roses wife with like her big boobs and like Tess and all of her tattoos. It's like, how did she casting call this many different types? Like, I don't understand. (laughs) And I couldn't imagine the tall blonde wearing anything silver lame. Um, But of course, Tess gets the job, you guys. She does get the job, and I quickly just looked up um, Susan, Susan Holmes. Holmes Swimwear, and she wrote a book called The Velvet Rose. Ooh. Um, the Velvet Rose, Susan Holmes McKagan, limited edition, pre-order available now at rarebirdbooks.com, including one hardcover signed by Susan Holmes McKagan, and one limited edition 7-inch by the Westies, signed by Duff McKagan, um, featuring music by Duff McKagan of Guns N' Roses. So I guess he's got, like, a band? Now, here's the confusing thing, is this talks about all this pre-order stuff, but the date is March 2019. Hmm. So I am not really sure. Like, the the website obviously has them updated. And if you click on Shop, um, it says the shop is currently undergoing a maintenance. So I'm guessing that Susan Holmes Swimwear no longer exists. Yeah. Unfortunately. I'm shocked. Um, And so Tess is going to be going to Florida for a photo shoot. Yes. Very excited. So then we go back to the house, and this is where the episode starts to get really weird, in my opinion. So Gabby says that she is scared for Alexis because she hasn't seen Alexis like this. And Alexis is not herself, and she's not vibrant. And we just get a lot of shots of Alexis curled up in bed, sleeping. And I, you know, I just found it kind of interesting. They're setting it up like she's addicted to sleeping pills or Xanax the whole time. Well, and I wrote uh, Alexis slash dope sick. Like, so I wasn't sure yeah. if it was that she had, like, Xanax and oxyed herself into another dimension, or if she didn't have stuff and she was dope sick. Right. I don't know. And Gabby looks beat up to shit in this episode. I'm so sorry because she's like a young child, but (laughs) her skin looks terrible. She's got darker circles than I do. And she's 16. She just, maybe she'd been crying a lot. Maybe they were going through some serious stuff that we didn't see. Well, I mean, I think that she probably has been crying a lot. I think that Alexis has probably been home more yeah. lately because of the court date in the show. And I guarantee you that home more is 
tons of screaming and yelling and fighting and I yeah I, yeah so I'm sure it's a very stressful nightmare for her yeah and I mean to be fair we do see her cry a lot in this episode too. yeah so yeah um so then we see Andrea also having a similar concern for Alexis and she's just never seen Alexis's energy so low and Andrea says that she's cleaning the bathroom she's not she's rifling through Alexis's shit that's yeah. in the bathroom well, she says that later. She says I was cleaning the bathroom. I was like, really? Because I didn't see a paper towel, a Clorox wipe, anything. Um, and she starts rifling through Alexis's purse. And she finds two prescription bottles, right? She claims that she picked up the purse to clean, found one underneath the purse, and, and then, then looked one... in the purse and found another one in the purse. Right. And at the time, we don't know what they are. No. And then she immediately goes to Tess about it, which... Is not a wise move, in my opinion, just on a parental level. But And so then she's walking down the hall with Tess, and she said, but Tess, if that's making her sleepy, that's not good. Sleepy? That's her biggest concern, is that she's sleepy? Andrea. Also, I thought it was a little weird that she had said, like, I didn't know she had a prescription. Like, when did she get a prescription? Quite frankly, if you are facing jail time... That's when you probably could use some Xanax. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, if you weren't a drug addict, like, that's when a doctor would be like, here, you're having a very stressful time and you're anxiety-ridden, like, I'm going to give you a couple of these. Right. And I didn't quite understand the timeline either. So, like, she just found out that she's facing jail time. And so, has this just been a couple days where she's been knocking herself out and not wanting to face the world? Or has this been going on forever? Like, we just don't really know. And if it's only been a couple days, which is what it looked like, is that that concerning no. that she's depressed? You know, like I, I thought it was just strange. So then we find out that it's Xanax and Andrea sits down with Tess and Gabby and says that she's really worried and they need to have an intervention or something. And I could not get over the look on Tess's face throughout this whole storyline in this episode. She looks so afraid and like she's lying her face off. Well, she should she, be, and she is. Yeah. Because I can't believe, and we're going to talk about it in a second, that Alexis didn't throw her right under the bus. Yeah. So this intervention takes place almost instantly after they decide to have it. Also a mistake. They say that they're concerned and that... Tess says that you're taking so many risks. I'm like, what? What? Yeah. So they start off slow, right? And they say they're concerned and you just seem so foggy and we found pills in your purse. And then there's some stuff cut and it goes through the roof. And... I had a very hard time paying attention because I'm pretty sure Andrea was wearing a bumpet. She also had a lot of makeup on for doing an intervention on her daughter. Yeah. She had like a pompadour and yeah. like clown makeup. It was yeah. very weird. <laughs> yeah, it was nightmare inducing. And so what I found interesting about this too, we missed the middle of the conversation, clearly. They cut something. because Oh, they, I'm sure they cut a lot. Yeah, they must have acknowledged the fact that they've had these conversations with her before or that she's bringing drugs into the house or something. But then all of a sudden as it like kind of goes back and it's escalating, um, Gabby's screaming at her that she needs help and... Alexis is like, what's my condition? I have a condition. What's my condition? And Andrea says, you're a drug addict. And then of all people, Tess gets in Alexis's face. 
And then they have a physical confrontation. Yeah. It was very weird. So Alexis goes back to her room. We're seeing rooms of the house we've never seen before. She's grabbing her laptop. Because she's going somewhere, maybe? Well, she was packing. Okay. She, and I think what we didn't get, and I'm sure she what she was saying was like, I'm going back to the hotel. Like, fuck all of you. Right. Or wherever she said she was staying at the time. And she's like grabbing her laptop and Tess is screaming at her that she has a problem and she needs help. And I don't know how Alexis didn't say like, look at you. Or like, you know. Yeah, that I mean, because we as we know from doing this and hearing interviews with her and whatever that like when they were in Mexico... Tess was the one that couldn't even pull it together to leave the room because she was so sick when at least Alexis was like, I'm just going to get drunk and go to a Mexican pharmacy and like pull it together. So I believe that Tess actually had the bigger bigger problem. problem. So it's very... It was... I... And maybe that's where the physical altercation started too, where Alexis was like, F you, like back off me or I'm going to drop bombs. Yeah. Because that's what I would do. And so then Andrea... Like, is chasing Alexis all over the house and says something like, look at what happened to Anna Nicole. No, she she said it even worse than that. No, she goes, uh, no, what did she say? She said, um, Anna Nicole didn't think she had a problem either and look where she is now. Right. Um, So then it's like when they lost the dog, except that this time it was an intervention about drug addiction. All of a sudden they're in the kitchen, then they're in the bedroom, then they're in the kitchen and like people are going in and out of doors and you see Gabby crumpled up on the floor and Tess is hugging her. And I'm, I don't mean to laugh at it cause I know it's serious and it was scary, but Gabby just has really big emotions sometimes. And she goes, I just want to live a normal life. <laughs> like it sounds like a cartoon cry. <laughs> oh God. It's, it was so much. And then their Yorkie that I forgot they had, like, suddenly makes a guest appearance. It was probably in one of those rooms <laughs> we've never seen before. So then Alexis and Tess are at Aroma Cafe. And they kind of have a calm conversation. And again, I don't understand Tess. And I admire... I don't understand either of them. I, I mean, I admire Alexis's ability to not flip a table in her face, I suppose. And Alexis is, or Tess is letting Alexis know that she has a problem and she's concerned and Xanax is bad and, you know, um, she, like, Tess starts crying and Alexis says, like, I'm going to get therapy and Tess is, like, so relieved and so proud of her. It makes no sense. None. I, like, I don't, I can't figure out if they, like had a confab before this and been like, look, we're going to do this lunch. And like, you just pretend like I don't, it was wacky. Like it's I don't, it makes weird. no sense. And Alexis's eyeliner boogers are back. Yeah. So she takes her eyeliner all the way to the tear duct. Yeah. Like fully around her eye. And I, yeah, there is no skin. It is just right, eyeliner. Right. And it was kind of a look, but I think she's just like, she's shoving too much in there or she just, her eyes are too watery to pull it off. Like it just looks gross yeah it's not good no um, so then all of a sudden we see alexis go to therapy um with an addiction specialist named dr reef yes and she says she needs help and that she's been taking too much ambien and xanax and that she's miserable um but she never said she was taking too much she said i'm taking well, ambien she she, and xanax or that she was relying on them or something like that um and i thought it was interesting because he says the first thing is i'm glad you're here because you're admitting you have a problem i never heard her admit that mm-hmm. i never heard her once say like i'm an addict i have a problem about that she just said i'm taking ambien and xanax 
And then he said, like, well, of course, you know, you're very stressed. And it was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Other people handle stress differently. Um, And then we're in Florida with Tess. We are. And this is where Susan does one of the weirdest stage walks I've ever seen. (laughs) <laughs> to come up to her because you know that producers were like okay like stand enter, over there enter and Susan enter and she I'm sure they practiced it a couple times but it was not good oh I didn't even notice it was, was very staged looking and weird I was too busy staring at her huge boobs oh well I mean Guns N' Roses wife totally yeah, you gotta have like, huge boobs like physically uncomfortable in your way large yeah like probably can't live a normal life big very Alexis Bellino big well, and it was interesting watching um, uh, blah, 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 um, a, a test because her boobs are definitely real and like were very natural looking. Yeah, it was quite a contrast. And Susan Holmes starts like stage momming her too, like coaching her through modeling. And, you know, I like that it's a, a bathing suit photo shoot, but that just consists of the bottoms. Yeah, I put that down too. I'm like, why is she only wearing the bottom? Don't you want to advertise the top that actually has the design elements? It yeah. just looks like silver lame underwear. Yeah. I know. Oh, it was blue. Right. That, that was one was blue. blue. Um, like an aqua. But like, I don't, yeah, it was very weird. I'm like, if, I mean, in the, in the rest of the photo shoot, she was wearing both pieces. But yeah, this whole like, just cover your boobs with your hands thing. And then the pose she picked, I thought was the worst. Right. I like Tessa's better. Yeah. Because she had one where she was literally like cupping her boobs, which I like, and a million people have done that. But then the one that she liked was like, her arms were just crossed and her hands were over her biceps. It was weird looking. Yeah. And then they're trying to get a shot of Tess running in a different bikini white yes yeah and i was just thinking like how many frames of film do you think were like tess's boobs almost hitting her in the face oh i'm sure a million (laughs) um so then we go back to la and alexis tells gabby to google me and she wants to see if there is any news about her trial And they set it up like this is how she finds out that Orlando Bloom has said he's planning to testify. Yeah. But I'm sure her lawyer knew that before. Of course. Like, so stupid. And so she says that she, like, she starts crying and she says, who's going to believe me over a big celebrity? And Gabby says, no one. Well, but what I did not understand about this is that that was the common theme for the rest of the episode is that Orlando Bloom is going to testify and she's fucked. That, like, everyone's going to... But all he would be testifying to, in, to is these things were missing from my house and this is the security footage. Right. And I'm assuming the security footage was going to be shown anyway. So if we have you on camera yeah. committing this crime, Alando Bloom testifying to me seems irrelevant. Yeah. Like he didn't watch her do well, it. So here's my the question that I had in my mind the whole time. How is Alexis innocent? You know, like regardless of whether he testifies or not. She is seen on security footage, and she was found with stolen goods. Well, we know now she wasn't innocent. Right. But, I mean, this whole thing with her is being like, I'm innocent. And I, she just keeps crying and saying, like, it's the hardest thing I've ever had to do to know that I'm innocent, and I can't speak to that, and blah, blah. But she's not. No. Yeah. Well, I wonder, she may have also has convinced herself that just because maybe she was there but didn't enter the house. Like, I, I don't know. I'm sure she's, you know, worked up something in her mind in denial. Right, but I'm also 
So if that were the case and she didn't enter the house or the property that she was found with wasn't Orlando Bloom's, right? Because she was found with like Rachel Bilson's bag or something? I think so, yeah. I'm surprised that they didn't get her charge adjusted or something like to trespassing or you know what I mean? Yeah. So there was a reason she was charged with first degree burglary of Orlando Broom's property. Well, but burglary is just the act of breaking and entering. Okay. So you, I don't think you actually even have to take anything. Like you okay. just have to have broken in, which she did do. Okay. So she actually got lucky when it came to the Rachel found... Wilson thing. Yes. Okay. Interesting. Okay. Cause I think that's theft. Okay. All right. Fair enough. But we, so, I mean, we'd have to have a lawyer person that we weigh in on this. So like, she's... I'm wondering what their defense was. Were they just saying that wasn't her on the camera? Yeah. Interesting. I mean, because the footage is a little grainy. Like, it could yeah. have... I mean, could have been any brunette young girl. Like, I don't... Except the fact that the other defendants put a stick up her ass and yeah. said it was her. Right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, there you go. So then it's the morning of the trial, or it's actually the preliminary hearing before the trial. Yes. Um, and I noticed a fuck up with the manicures when she wakes up in the morning, rolls out of bed, she's got a hot pink manicure on. And then during the trial, she's got French tips. And as she's doing her makeup, she says that she's quote, trying to look young and innocent. Yeah. Why do you need to try to look innocent if you are Alexis? I'm just saying. Um, so then at this hearing, we see that she is offered the, um, maximum penalty for first degree burglary is six years, which is significant. Yes. And so she is offered 180 days in jail and three years probation. And then she decides. If she pleads no contest. Yeah. And she pleads no contest. Pleads. And, um... She is given a date of June 24th, 2010 to surrender herself to the court. At 10.30 a.m. Yeah. Um, and do we know the date of when this was? I don't remember. That's, I'm looking it up right now. Yeah. You mean when the episode aired? Yeah. Well, no, like when that, uh, when she entered her plea. I'm just curious. Oh, I do not know. Um, I'm curious how much time she gets between, you know, pleading no contest and having to turn herself in. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure. Um, let's see, I can tell you really quick when the episode aired. The episode aired on May 23rd. Okay. So that means just a month before she had to... Right. ...turn herself in. Oh, so, okay. She... May 10th. So they turned this episode around fast. Fast, yeah. That explains why it's so weird then. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Bling Ring member takes plea in Orlando burglary, May 10th, 2010. Yeah. So she had like six weeks to get her. This also says. To get real high. Pleads guilty to burglaring the home. Isn't it burglarizing? I don't know. (laughs) I believe the verb is to burgle. Interesting. (laughs) Well, it's ABC News. I would hope they would know. Um, So then the family gets in the car and they all go home. And (laughs) Gabby says, I mean, we've all learned so much from this process. Uh, my favorite line is where Alexis says, if Buddha can sit under a tree for 40 days, then I can do this. Yeah. I hate to break it to you, Alexis, but Buddha wasn't addicted to opiates. Yeah. Yeah. So then we get this final scene at home where Jerry's suddenly around and yep. sits next to Alexis and says, not the outcome you wanted today, huh? Like she failed a spelling test. And 
<laughs> and then like, she's like, yeah, kind of a bummer. Like they're all being very calm about it all of a sudden. Then they stand up and have a group hug and say, and so it is. Um, I was too distracted by the empty shelves behind them Me to pay attention too. to anything they were saying. There is one framed photo with and three a bowl. and three pictures in it. Yeah. I it's all so out of order. It was so strange. The house looked completely different this episode. Yeah. Well, it's because I feel like I mean, I know they haven't been in it that long, but they put some furniture in and then the girls apparently just took their clothes and threw them all over the floors <laughs> of their rooms, and it seems like they haven't bothered to unpack anything else like it's very weird i don't know man but pretty wild was fun it was very fun and i actually so we i wanted to appeal to the listeners and actually speak to mayor we have been trying to figure out what we're going to do next and so that's why we're not announcing it today um because unfortunately we talked about doing eighth and ocean and we talked about doing saddle ranch eighth and ocean you cannot find you have to buy the dvds so you know we don't want to do that you guys won't be able to watch along with us Saddle Ranch, you can watch on Amazon, but you have to buy it. It's 20 bucks for the season. I'm sure our listeners probably don't want to invest that just to watch along with us. But while we were sitting here, I had a bit of a brainstorm. Um, and also, you guys, please, if you're listening, like tweet us, Instagram us, if you have any ideas of things that you've watched or um, things that you know are easily readily available to stream so that we can all watch together. But you know what was not renewed for a second season? What? Mexican Dynasties. Oh, your favorite show. My favorite show. I didn't watch it. Um, so that could be fun, and I believe it's easily streamable. Okay. Let so pe- something to think about. Let the people speak. Um, I also, I mean, I know it's on our list, and we'll get to it eventually, but Princesses of Long Island. I was thinking about that, too, and I need to look up and see if that's streamable, too. But I just want to make sure that we pick something that everyone can watch along with us. Yeah. For sure. Without having to pay for it. Yeah, I agree. And Mexican Dynasties, we could call it a fun segue from Pretty Wild, thanks to Tosh and Javi. So oh, for go. sure. It could be a nice segue. And you, and you, I forgot you didn't watch it. Oh, it's so good. So that's something. And Princess, so you guys weigh in. We'll think about it. And, you know, so when we record in two weeks, we'll announce on Twitter and Instagram what we're going to do before we do it. Um, and then we'll record in two weeks and we'll figure out what we're going to do next. Another quick question, since we're all about wasting time today. How many episodes is Mexican Dynasties? I'll look it up right now, but it's not many. It's like 10 maybe. But we could do a fun Cinco de Mayo record. Oh, fun. (laughs) Okay, let me see. Mexican. Even though that's not as big a holiday in Mexico as it is here, I'm pretty sure. I I thought it was a big deal in Mexico. People... I think people celebrate it differently here. Well, people think it's the Mexican Independence Day. It's not. Yeah, that I knew. Yeah. Okay, Mexican Dynasties. Um, all episodes. Watch on Prime Video. It's got to be on the Bravo thing, right? Ten. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, it's ten, just ten episodes. Okay. Yeah, because it started in February. If it would, Like, I've heard pretty much everywhere it's not going to be renewed, and it should have been coming back already. Okay, Princesses is also ten. Okay, perfect. So, yeah. so we'll do some research. We'll figure out where they can watch them and we'll figure something out and we'll release it like before we record next time. And um, hopefully we'll be coming to you guys with something very exciting soon. Yeah. And happy birthday to Frank. Thank happy Frankie you. Ka, everyone. Thank you. And so it is. Thanks for listening to another episode of One Hit Wonderful. You can find us online on Twitter and Instagram at OneHitPod. You can email us at franklymarebe at gmail.com. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Nana's Mink. And you can find me on Twitter at HeyIt'sMareB. Please remember to rate and subscribe. And have a great week, guys. We'll talk to you soon.